Hello, friends. It is Wednesday, January 24th, and we are halfway through the fourth week of our Bible in a Year reading plan. Congratulations to those who have been following along. Welcome to those who might be new to the podcast. If you'd like to receive a Bible in a Year reading plan that we're that we're following, you can go to emmanuelmelbourne.org backslash B-I-Y and download it from there. Also, just a reminder, as we are reading through our scriptures, I am using the World English Bible because it's in the public domain, and I won't get in trouble for using it, but you are welcome to use any translations that you are comfortable with. The Bible in a Year Reading Plan recommends the New International Version, and it's a good middle-of-the-road translation. As a reminder, there is a Facebook page that you can join. You can find it by searching for Bible in a Year with Pastor Steve on Facebook or on that same website. You can click the link to visit the webpage, the Facebook page. We'd be glad to have you join us there where we can pray for one another, ask questions, share insights, and just generally enjoy community with each other. Well, today we'll be reading from Exodus chapters 19 through 22. We'll also read Psalm 18 and Proverb 18. For today's devotional, I will read Exodus chapters 19 and 20, but also share some insights for the other two chapters as well. But without further ado, friends, let us jump into God's word together. Exodus chapter 19. In the third month after the children of Israel had gone out of the land of Egypt, on that same day they came into the wilderness of Sinai. When they had departed from Rephidim and had come to the wilderness of Sinai, they encamped in the wilderness, and there Israel encamped before the mountain. Moses went up to God, and Yahweh called to him out of the mountain, saying, This is what you shall tell the house of Jacob, and tell the children of Israel. You have seen what I did to the Egyptians, and how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Now therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my command, then you shall be my own possession from among all peoples, for all the earth is mine, and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words which you shall speak to the children of Israel. Moses came and called for the elders of the people and set before them all these words which Yahweh commanded him. All the people answered together and said, All that Yahweh has spoken we will do. Moses reported the words of the people to Yahweh. Yahweh said to Moses, Behold, I come to you in a thick cloud, that the people may hear when I speak with you, and may also believe you forever. Moses told the words of the people to Yahweh. Yahweh said to Moses, Go to the people and sanctify them today and tomorrow, and let them wash their garments, and be ready for the third day. For on the third day Yahweh will come down in the sight of all the people on Mount Sinai. You shall set bounds to the people all around, saying, Be careful that you do not go up to the mountain or touch its border. Whoever touches the mountain shall be surely put to death. No hand shall touch him, but he shall be surely stoned or shot through. Whether it is animal or man, he shall not live. When the trumpet sounds long, they shall come up to the mountain. Moses went down from the mountain to the people and sanctified the people, and they washed their clothes. He said to the people, Be ready by the third day. Don't have sexual relations with a woman. 
On the third day, when it was morning, there were thunders and lightnings and a thick cloud on the mountain and the sound of an exceedingly loud trumpet, and all the people who are in the camp trembled. Moses led the people out of the camp to meet God, and they stood at the lower part of the mountain. All of Mount Sinai smoked because Yahweh descended on it in fire, and its smoke ascended like the smoke of a furnace, and the whole mountain quaked greatly. When the sound of the trumpet grew louder and louder, Moses spoke, and God answered him by a voice. Yahweh came down on Mount Sinai to the top of the mountain. Yahweh called Moses to the top of the mountain, and Moses went up. Yahweh said to Moses, Go down, warn the people, lest they break through to Yahweh to gaze, and many of them perish. Let the priests also who come near to Yahweh sanctify themselves, lest Yahweh break out on them. Moses said to Yahweh, The people can't come up to Mount Sinai, for you warned us, saying, Set bounds around the mountain and sanctify it. Yahweh said to him, Go down, you shall bring up Aaron with you, but don't let the priests and the people break through to come up to Yahweh, lest he break out against them. So Moses went down to the people and told them. Exodus chapter 20 God spoke all these words, saying, I am Yahweh, your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make your... You shall not make for yourselves an idol, nor any image of anything that is in the heavens above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow yourself down to them, nor serve them. For I, Yahweh, your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children on the third and the fourth generations of those who hate me, and showing loving kindness to the thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments." shall not misuse the name of Yahweh your God, for Yahweh will not hold him guiltless who misuses his name. Remember the Sabbath to keep it holy. You shall labor six days and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to Yahweh your God. You shall not do any work in it, you, nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your male servant, nor your female servant, nor your livestock, nor your stranger who is within your gates. For in six days Yahweh made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them, and rested the seventh day. Therefore Yahweh blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long in the land which Yahweh your God gives you. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife nor his male servant, nor his female servant, nor his ox, nor his donkey, nor anything that is your neighbor's. All the people perceived the thunderings, the lightnings, the sound of the trumpet, and the mountain smoking. When the people saw it, they trembled and stayed at a distance. They said to Moses, Speak with us yourself, and we will listen. But don't let God speak with us, lest we die. Moses said to the people, Don't be afraid, for God has come to test you and that his fear may be before you, that you won't sin. The people stayed at a distance, and Moses came near to the thick darkness where God was. Yahweh said to Moses, This is what you shall tell the children of Israel. You yourselves have seen that I have talked with you from heaven. You shall most certainly not make gods of silver or gods of gold for yourself to be alongside me. You shall make an altar of the earth for me, and shall sacrifice on it your burnt offerings and your peace offerings, your sheep and your cattle, 
In every place where I record my name, I will come to you and I will bless you. If you make me an altar of stone, you shall not build it of cut stones. For if you lift up your tool on it, you have polluted it. You shall not go up by steps to my altar, that your nakedness may not be exposed to it. Gracious God, we give you thanks for this day. Please send forth your Holy Spirit to open our minds and our hearts that we might meet you in your word, hear from you, and apply your truths to our lives today so that we might honor and glorify you in all ways, in all places, and by all means. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, friends, I will be looking at Exodus chapters 19 and 20 primarily for the devotional today. As we'll see in Exodus chapter 19, that Moses and the people of Israel make it to the desert of Sinai. If you recall from Exodus chapter 3, Moses, when he was tending his sheep, he saw something interesting that caught his gaze off in the distance. And that was a burning bush, if you recall. And as Moses got closer to this bush, he was even more intrigued because the bush was not burning up. Instead, the fire just kept burning and burning and burning. And he got close enough to hear the voice of God coming from within it. And what did God say? But take off your sandals because the ground upon which you are walking is holy. This was a holy place. God said, this is where I will give you my instructions and my commandments. And now that is exactly what is happening. Now, God told Moses that he was to prepare the people of Israel to hear from him from this mountain and that they were to consecrate themselves, that they were to set themselves apart, right? To purify themselves. It's kind of like taking off those dirty sandals, purifying oneself to be in the perfect presence of a perfect God. In addition, we hear a warning from God to tell the people not to come too close to the mountain. Don't even touch it because when my presence, my glory is fully revealed, sin and disobedience cannot stand in the presence. Basically, you will be eradicated because of this holy presence. Now, Moses, he went up to the mountain, did as God commanded him to do, And God starts speaking the Ten Commandments to Moses. If you notice the Ten Commandments, there are the first four, which have to do with one's relationship with God directly. And then the last six from five through ten, we see that there is stipulations, these commandments, these guardrails for living life that have to do with relationship between us and others. It reminds me of the command to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself that we hear commanded later on. Now, this interaction between God and the people must have been so profound with the mountain quaking and the smoke and the fire burning, so much so that the people, they begged Moses, please, you do the speaking of God for us so that we don't have to hear directly from him, because we will surely die. And I find it interesting that God heeds these words. You'll notice that as we continue through Scripture, now most of God's words to the people will come through another voice piece, that is, a prophet who stands before God, hears what he says, and then shares it uh, to the people. 
either encouraging them or rebuking them and telling them to repent because they're off track. So this is a interesting dynamic that starts to develop here in Exodus chapter 20. As we proceed along in the next two chapters, 21 and 22, we see God exhorting the people to live a certain way with respect for how they are living in society, in their contexts. Now, you might be reading through Exodus chapter 21 and and see how the Israelites had slaves and wondering, well, why would God allow this? We need to realize that God steps into humanity's context. He enters into history, and he deals with the people as they are. So here, the people and their society, they had developed this use of slaves and servants, and God doesn't necessarily agree with that practice, but he is going to give some guidelines as to how to treat human life so that human life is honored, because all humans have sacred worth, and God wants to see thriving for all people. Overall, friends, the law was not given to make our lives more difficult. The law was given so that we might live in a certain way that honors God and honors others, to provide the context for true life, for true thriving, and to live as truly human. And we'll see that none of us can actually live this out perfectly. As a matter of fact, this is why Jesus, one of the reasons why Jesus came was to fulfill the law for us. That doesn't mean that the law is no longer valid, but that Jesus fulfilled it for us and that he has enabled us so that we can live out this law in our lives in the way that God had intended so that we might glorify him, that we might honor others and call others into relationship with the one true and perfect God. Again, when Jesus was here dwelling amongst his people, he was asked, what is the greatest commandment? Which of these 10 are the greatest? And what does Jesus say? He summarizes all of them into this. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. As mentioned before, that is the Uh, structure of these Ten Commandments, and Jesus summarizes them so very well, so that we cannot separate the love for God from the love of other people. We need to honor people as ourselves. And then later on, on the night in which Jesus was betrayed, he gave a new commandment, and he said that by this others will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. The whole law was given out of love so that we might live in the most loving relationship possible with God, so that we can live out the life that he has called us to live. Of course, there's going to be parameters. Of course, God will correct us as a loving parent corrects his or her children. So friends, let us continue to press on together as we continue to read this Bible in a Year reading plan. Let's encourage one another, pray for one another, and invite someone new to come join us tomorrow. And if you can, pop on the Facebook page and let me know where you are listening from. We have listeners from all over the United States and even from outside of the country in places like Belgium, France, and even Australia. 
So let us know where you're listening from. We'd love to hear that. And uh, we'd love to learn a little bit about you. Until tomorrow, friends, have a very blessed day.